Hello everybody, welcome back to the second episode of More Reborn. Today's episode is going to be about hearing from God, tips on how to hear from God, some scripture in relation to it, and how to become becoming your most authentic self. So when it comes to following Christ, basically you're learning how to know his voice and how to make the right decisions for your life. It's really hard sometimes to detect whether it is your voice speaking to you, whether it's an enemy speaking to you, a friend trying to get into your head speaking to you, or if it's God. You should know God's character. You will be able to discern the voices that come to you and recognize if it's yours, his, or the enemy's. I'm going out of town next week to go visit my sister in Iowa, and I was catching myself being extremely cautious about the weather. I was like, oh, discerning whether or not I wanted to decide to wear this and bring this, bring that. I was being extremely watchful. I was taking time out of my day. God put right in my head, why don't you do this for me? Like, why don't you try to seek me this hard? If you believe you'll hear God's voice clearly without spending time in the word, you're probably going to be misled. Let me explain this. The reason why I say we could hear God's voice more clear if we were spending time in the word is because this is how we get to know him. This is what he left for us as instructions. Knowing the written word protects us from this deception. Basically, spiritual warfare is something that many Christians go through, especially when they are reaching their peak on being on fire for God. This actually happened to me when I started, probably about March or April, I was so on fire for God, probably at my highest, and that's when the enemy strikes. Spiritual warfare is a Christian concept of fighting against the work of these evil forces, while this evil actually starts to affect your life by intervening in our own human affairs in various ways. So when we face a tribulation like this, when we face our spiritual warfare, what do we always aim for? We aim right to God for help and guidance. But if you're not used to actually hearing from God and knowing who God is, it's difficult to recognize these things and it's difficult to be able to tell whether or not it's your own flesh speaking to you an enemy, you feel that spiritual warfare. This is what leads us back to scripture. This is what actually made me more intrigued on learning how to hear from him. So I was on the story of Luke. And in Luke 4, it's interesting because Jesus actually resisted Satan's lies. This is the most simple sentence that is in the Bible, aside from the other one I'm about to talk about. But it is, it is written. That's it. It is written. It's such a basic concept for Christians in the Christian community. We know that the Bible has everything that we should be reading. We know that the days where we lack reading scripture, we sort of feel a little bit apart from God. And that's not a coincidence, guys. I would be a liar if I said I was getting into the Bible every single day and I was on fire every single day. There's days where I fall so short of the glory of God and I have so much self-doubt in myself and I do eventually realize it's not just because I'm lacking of my faith, it's also because I am lacking of reading scripture. So now let's get into learning to listen. God wants to speak to us about the plan that he has for our lives 
just as we would want to speak to our own children or as our parents would want to speak to us. He sent the Holy Spirit to be our helper, our guide, and teach us all the things to help bring this remembrance about the things that God has taught us. That is what the Holy Spirit is for. We see this in John 14, 26, if you want to look more into it. Now it's about knowing that it's being sent by the Holy Spirit. It starts to get a little bit confusing for us when we're trying to detect whether or not it was the Holy Spirit or it was us. Any idea that we have or a thought that comes to our mind, whether it's a big or little decision, whether it's you overthinking, trying to find an answer from God, waiting on Him, we always should be comparing it to Scripture. There's several different examples I could give of this, but one example I'll give is what would Jesus do, okay? It really correlates to this, and I say this because I oftentimes find myself in situations where I need to make a decision that is big or small, and that's the first thing I think of. The first thing I think of is, what would Jesus do? Obviously, he would love first, so I know that if I'm dealing with a situation that's in a negative standpoint, I shouldn't backlash with more negativity because the scripture doesn't say that. That's when you can detect whether your flesh is feeling too much anger, too much sadness in a situation. It is always important to reflect on what the scripture says. Are you coming up with a scenario in your head because this is something you've been thinking of? This is something you've been desiring? Or is it something that God has been desiring for you? Is this something that you know God would speak into your heart because it correlates to scripture or is this something that you want i really struggle a lot with putting my emotions over the word of god itself in exodus 4 10 to 12 moses actually explains to god that his ears are not circumcised the lord reassures him that he is the i am we should be asking god to circumcise our ears so that we are not distracted by our own fleshly desires that hinder us from hearing him. It's impossible to hear without listening. It's impossible to detect that it's his voice without knowing. We should learn to love solitude when it comes to this specific topic and be sure to enjoy it regularly. Enjoy your time of patience. We don't hear God well enough sometimes when our lives become noisy and overly busy too. Just this past week, I worked six days in a row and that was my excuse to not open up scripture. That was my excuse to not read my daily book, pray as much as I was. That was my excuse. And it's extremely easy to be busy in the life and to be distracted from God. Where we turn to speaks volumes. Who we turn to speaks volumes, and most importantly, how often we turn to him, whether it's a big or little decision, does speak volumes in our lives. So in Psalms 37, 23, it tells us that our steps are ordered by God and we can be still and trust in him to not lose our way. Never think that your problems or prayers are too much or too little for God either. And I used to think about this all the time. 
I would have something going on in my life. And sometimes I get confused because I remember that God sent us the Holy Spirit so he can be omnipresent with us. But I think to myself, this situation is so little. I can do with this on my own. I don't, I don't need God to help me out with this certain situation. I can do with this on my own. That's not true at all. In fact, nothing is too big or too small for God to answer for you. God is always there for you, no matter what it is. Even if it's a stupid, silly little question you have, if you seek to answer, he will be there to answer you. And expect him to speak to you as well. Don't have any doubt in your mind that he will not speak to you because he always will if you ask. He is our counselor, he is our guide, and he is the truth. This is in John 16, 13. When he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all of the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. Also, pause for a second. Do you ever mess up on something and beat yourself up about it? Come on, I know you do. Whether it's falling into a sin, making a bad decision in general, or even just being an overthinker and overthinking, which I'm guilty of very much. Get out of your head that God would ever speak negativity into our minds. Our God is a loving Father. If you ever make a mistake and you hear negativity in your mind, that is not God. I cannot express this enough. God would not do that. Nothing he says to us will ever be negative. It is always righteous. He is very gentle with us when he speaks. He is not harsh. He is not hard on his children, sharp or pressing. In Matthew eleven twenty eight to 30, Jesus actually reminds us that he wants the weary and the burden to give and speak rest onto. That's who he wants. He doesn't want the perfect and the prideful and those who don't need him and don't need to hear from him. He doesn't need those who don't need decision making. He wants to help us. And sometimes it's hard to detect that, especially when we are busybodies in others' lives or our own lives. To learn from God and lean on his word, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. So if you ever do doubt, remember that Jesus said that he himself would come to us and that he would realize that he lives in us. You are never forsaken. You are never being left. If you're sitting here and you're thinking, I messed up too much, or there's just one certain sin that I just can't get away from, me too. Me too. Sometimes I even ignore the Holy Spirit. I ignore those inner thoughts of, I probably shouldn't do this. And I do it anyway. But whenever I go into scripture and I remind myself, this is who God is. He's forgiving and he's loving and he's gentle. And especially he wants the best for me. He wants the best for all of us. It actually eases my mind a little bit to doing the right thing. I later on realized that if I am so busy with my life and I feel like I have so much going on, I need to do something about it. I need to create this atmosphere to hear from him. I need to know that it's him because I'm making time for him. So what else do we often see in scripture, like I said? Two simple words, be still. Being still oftentimes means to be silent. In this crazy loud world, 
be silent. Do you really think that when you have a busy life making no private, peaceful, and quiet time with God that you'll hear him clearly? Probably not. Open up your ears, listen carefully in a quiet and peaceful area, wherever it is, wherever you want to be. If you put yourself in a strifeful atmosphere, it becomes a spiritual problem. And when I say strifeful atmosphere, I mean, don't put yourself in a situation that you don't think God would want you in. Don't go to the certain place if you know that you shouldn't be going to it. Don't do that certain thing if you don't feel like you should be doing it. It steers us away from God. He might not leave us when you do it, but it does steer us away from all the patience and the trust that we're building up on him. So if we want to put ourselves in these situations and we want to take this time out of our day to hear from God and we want to make the right decisions, it's also important to remember to learn to be led by the Spirit in all of your ways. Not just the ways that are convenient for you, literally all of your ways. Start making it a daily routine to find these ways of your own in your daily lifestyle, your own daily lifestyle, because all of our lifestyles are different. Find these ways for you to incorporate God into your day all day. Not just in the mornings when you have your daily devotions, not just at night before you go to bed. Have him in mind and think of him daily. One trick I learned is that I started making it a habit to say a quick prayer in any type of situation where I feel anxious or stressed or afraid of certain situations. For example, every time, I made it a habit for every single time I get behind the wheel and I drive to work or the gym or wherever it is, I say a quick prayer. This habit changed my life. And the reason why I say that is because my, I, I was more at peace now when I drive. I was more at ease. When I'm in a public situation even, like when I'm literally around people and I feel a certain way that I know God can help me with, what helps me a lot is I just take a deep breath. I say a quick prayer to God in my head or I go to the bathroom or something. I just take a deep breath. I say a prayer to God and then I feel so much better afterwards. I really recommend you guys practice this because it helps me out a ton. So after atmosphere, what's another thing that we feel? Emotions, attitudes. It helped me out a lot to keep an attitude that honors him. When I say that we honor him, I also mean honor his opinion and don't push away the inner voice that you know is him, especially when you're in that season of waiting. In 1 John 2.27, it actually tells us that we can trust God's instructions for us without the reassurance of other people. And I'm so big on this because a lot of big decisions that have led me to where I am right now at this exact moment, if I listened to other people instead of God, I would not be on the right track. It is more than okay to ask others for wisdom and help. God may even sometimes use other people to help us with certain things we need. But everything that God tells us is truthful and in our best interest. And we have to remember that. If it doesn't align with us and it aligns with him, is it because it doesn't align with your desires or is it something you know God would want for you? We shouldn't make human flesh our strength as well. We shouldn't automatically go for someone else for their opinion. The first thing we should do when we think of these things is 
I need to go to God. I need to pray about this. I need to go read some scripture on this specific topic. We know that it's right. And we know in our heads, this is the first thing we should do. We know that this is the first thing we should do. And sometimes we forget. I know I forget a lot. And the easiest way to not forget this and always incorporate this into our daily lives is by doing what I said before and incorporating God into our daily routine to remember him and remember his word and lean on it. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes these things cost us too. The reason why I say this is because Jesus honored all that God said to him. And in many times we may find ourselves in situations where we're like, what? And we hit this wall of what we should be doing or shouldn't be doing because our intuition, God, it's, is telling us what to do. And then we're hearing the complete opposite of what other people, even sometimes our flesh is telling us to do. That's when you start to hit your confusion, your big wall of confusion. That's when you need to keep your guard up and strengthen your faith. These are the type of situations where God tests our faith. The same exact thing goes sometimes for evil in our lives or temptation. God doesn't give us this temptation. God doesn't give us trial, but he does allow it because it tests and strengthens our faith. When we have to maintain our faith, it's because there will be times where our flesh will disagree with these certain things that God tells us to do. It happens and it will happen. You have to be in unfavor of what we are called to do for ourselves, but be in favor of what your calling that is in peace within you from God is. He commands us to listen and follow him. This attitude of faith, of strong faith and encouragement and pushing your faith towards other people, pushing it more so towards yourself, it will lead you to rely on God for your next steps. Because once you get this difficult step that you don't know what to do with, it leads you right to the next step. And you actually learn more on how to proceed with this next step. Now we're going to be digging into advice on becoming your most authentic self while following Christ. This isn't going to be some cheesy, oh, here's the five steps of how you're going to be more authentic. No. Thing is, do not sacrifice, never sacrifice your own morals to be like somebody else, to be like this person you're comparing yourself to, or even to be like another Christian that you see on social media, whatever it is. The only person that we are called to be like is Jesus Christ. We are not supposed to be like this perfect Christian that we see on the media. First of all, the media only shows you what they want to show you. I'm guilty of this. There's a lot of things I, I, I deal with behind the camera that I don't show. Same goes for everybody. So this could be a Christian influencer, someone you work with, someone you don't even know and compare yourself to. You need to also stand up for what you believe in and always defend yourself and your father. However, you need to also remember you should defend yourself, but you also should always be respecting others even when they don't respect you. And I know that this is very difficult. Trust me. 
but we always should be having an open mind towards what other people believe and what other people are doing. And I say this because of tracing back to what I said before, we all are sinners and deal with certain situations and we never all fully open up our closed doors. So even if you're not feeling that respect, it's good to defend yourself, but you should always be open and respect other people. The second one would be live to please Christ and not the world. This also correlates to the first one, but realistically, you're never going to find true happiness when you want something and God wants the opposite for you. And his plans that he has for you don't even compare to the plans that you have for yourself. And this is why it's so important to hear from God and it's even more important to not rely on others be open to others, understand others, but do not listen to any voice you have in your head or any validation that you need from the flesh. The only validation that you will ever need in your life is through Jesus Christ. This doesn't mean not to be authentic towards other people. Like I said, in Philippians 2.4, it says, let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. In Luke 6, 35, love your enemies, do good and lend. Expect nothing in return, and your reward will be great. And you will have sons of the Most High, for he is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. And lastly, 2 Peter 1, 5-7 for this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue, virtue with knowledge, knowledge with self-control, self-control with steadfastness, steadfastness with godliness, godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love. We see a lot in scriptures that the Bible talks a lot about being selfless. Come to learn that when you have inner passion and contentment in your relationship with Christ, it actually begins to produce outward, and this is where the fruit of the Spirit comes in as well. You always detect others by their fruits. And this means actions, not words. I talked about on one of my TikToks the one time how I used to be a very big, like, words of affirmation person and I actually stopped doing that because I was being very hypocritical to who I am and who I was. So the first thing that I always wanted to know about a guy I was talking to or friends or whatever, I wouldn't belittle them if they weren't, but I always asked, are you a Christian? Are you a Christian? Oh, me too. You know, I love Jesus and whatever. I had absolutely no fruit in me. I had no intention of speaking the word out to others and making it a mission to love others the way Christ would. Third one is to never be afraid to feel emotions other than happiness. I saw a TikTok about the one movie Inside Out and you know how they have all those emotions where it was like the yellow was the happy and then the sad was blue and then there was the anger and disgust, whatever. A lot of the TikToks that I saw, and which is great, it is great, it was, ever since I found Jesus, I'm always yellow. That is great, 
but remember that it is not a sin to ever feel angry or sad or lonely. When you're following Christ, we are warned by scripture that we're going to face tribulation. We are warned that we will be hated by the world because of him. God knows that these things are going to happen to us. We put ourselves out there and we put ourselves on that line. It's a lie for any of us to ever say the only emotion we feel is happiness. And it's not a sin to feel the other emotions. It is a sin of what we do with these emotions that reflect towards sin. I really say this and encourage this because the media can trick you on, same thing with the behind the closed doors thing, the media will easily trick you. He could give you the escape way of not falling into any sort of sin or temptation with the emotions that you feel. And one last quick thing before I end this episode, I wanted to quickly discuss five things that I gave up that have changed my life and have bettered my relationship with Christ. So the first thing is the constant need for control. I stopped trying to control my life. By the way, these all correlate to this episode. When I was in the constant need for control of my life, I realized that I wasn't letting go and letting God. I needed to open up my heart to him to let him help me discover my plan and my purpose that he has for my own life. And talking about in a podcast in the future. The second thing is placing myself in uncomfortable situations. Now, This does not mean put myself in a situation that I don't think I should be in. That's a complete different situation. I'm talking your season of growth comes in uncomfortable situations. Trust me on this. The minute you get comfortable is the minute you stop growing and learning trust in God. That's the minute where you become too content and you actually start to become a little complacent with your relationship with Christ. Trust me on this because this is exactly what happened to me. I needed to rely on him and build up my faith. So I started doing these little things at a time that helped me grow and outgrow where I was. It helped me outgrow my comfort. However, this also doesn't mean placing yourself in that temptation. You shouldn't place yourself somewhere you know you shouldn't be. But if it's a little thing and you're like, oh, for example, I always talk about my anxiety. If I know I need to like help ease my anxiety and conquer it, I'm going to put myself in situations that my anxiety avoided me doing. The third one is cutting the gossip. Now, I know you're guilty of this too, because I think we all a little guilty of this. When you gossip, whether or not it is speaking bad about someone or just telling a story about something that happened, when I, whenever I gossip, whether it's good or bad, it puts me out of focus of myself and my own flaws almost like an escape path from dealing with my own issues it's literally a block between what you know you should be doing to better yourself and what you decided to do which was gossip i realized a lot that whenever i talked about something Even if it was coming from my heart and it was the truth and it was a story about something that happened to me, it wasn't even specifically bad, I realized that it actually affected me really bad afterwards 
for example, sometimes I go to work and something happens and let's say a coworker is talking to me about something that happened with another coworker and I'm like, oh my goodness, no way, that's crazy. What? Avoid it. Because that conviction hits quick. I will tell you that right now. I learned the hard way on that one. The conviction hits quick. Every single time now, because I prayed on it. I prayed on it hard because that was something I really was dealing with. Right away, once I heard someone, quote, gossiping about something, God puts right on my heart. Right away. Do not speak bad about them. Do not be intrigued by the situation. Focus on yourself and work in peace. And right away, I'm like, okay, all right, I'm going to slowly get myself out of this situation. And I'm working on it. I'm getting better with it. Changing my perspective for when I work, knowing that I shouldn't be a busybody and knowing that work is also work for Christ, it really helped me with this. The fourth one is living in shame. Never live in shame of who you are and what path they're on, always be honest with people. Sometimes I get really anxious when people ask me what I do for a living or what I, what my future plans are because I'm like, I have no idea. I'm leaning on God. And it even sucks so bad when unbelievers ask you that because they don't understand just as much as you don't understand, but you know your your not understanding is coming from a good place of trusting and leaning on God, whereas theirs is like, what's going on with your future? Don't ever live in shame to trust and lean on God. Not everyone's going to understand you. Not everyone's going to interpret exactly what is going on in your life. Only you should be asking God about it. And the last one is negative self-talk. This correlates a lot to what I discussed before with making a mistake and hearing in my head about like, you shouldn't have done that. Are you stupid? You shouldn't have done that. What are you doing? That is not God. That is not God. And how is that going to benefit you? How is that going to make you more authentic? How is that going to get you closer to Christ? He loves you and he loves your flaws. Always remember that all of your flaws are what's going to build you up. God works on you and he'll work on you every single day more reborn baby do not ever stop once you're complacent do not ever stop trying to hear from him do not ever stop chasing for your dreams jesus christ has got you he will help you so on our next episode i'm actually going to be having not one but two guests and i'm super excited for it and it's going to be about relationships So I will be out of town, so I'm not sure if it will be released on Friday. It might be on Monday, but stay tuned for it. I'm super excited for it, and I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and I really hope you got something out of this. Please feel free to message me on my socials of any advice you need or any requests on things you want me to speak on.